Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, we're in the Greatest Story Never Told podcast. Available on radio.com. Sponsored by Astroglide. Or whoever it was. We didn't get any emails this week on uh, potential sponsorships. Oh. I just It's always Astroglide yeah. to me. Either way. Uh, if you'd like to be a potential sponsor, just shoot us an email to mensroom at mensroomlive.com. Uh, Make sure you put a, uh, or KSW.com, whatever the hell it is. You'll find it. Uh, but uh, let us know that you made a donation to the two local Fisher houses, mm-hmm. or the three local Fisher houses, and we'll hook you up as the unofficial sponsor. Uh, as we um, uh, celebrate 50 years of KISW uh, here at The Rock, this would have been our 16th year on the, 15th year on the radio station, I Crap. believe. We started, what? 15 years. November of 2005. So, yeah, this is the beginning of right. our 16th year. So we're starting to look back at some of the stuff. As Mike just indicated to me. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that we've done in the past. And we play some of the stuff for you every once in a while. But we have uh, a few old things that we we dig through and look at. And just, it's really hard to listen to yourself, first of all. I can't believe you people do it. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, like, we drive ourselves nuts in here. It's like, it's it's just what it is. You know, you hear your own voice. You're like, oh, God. Everybody does. You I hate sound awful. Why did I cut in on that? Why did I say that thing stupid? Why did you just become really overly critical? Right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of hard to go back and listen to this old stuff because number one, we were much younger and we sound like it. Our voices are much different. Our style is much different. You got to remember we're coming on after Howard Stern at this point in time. This is a, a hot talk radio station. Right, right. Don and Mike in the afternoon. Tom like us at night because on the East Coast. Tom was an afternoon show on the West Coast. He was a night show there because they put him on live. Mm-hmm. So here you go, Timmy. It was that kind of radio. So our show was a bit different back then as far as the style and everything else. And we had a ton of guests on. I want to say our show was five hours, wasn't it, at one point in time before we got to cut it down a little bit? No, we, we were four. We, we were, were four? four? Okay. Yeah. We had a, it seemed like a, it seemed like a forever, right? It was different because we literally, through the course of doing our show, at least three times a week, when you look through the glass, our bosses, two of them, would stand out there with their arms folded, mm-hmm. waiting to talk to us when we went to break. Because they were about, dude, I'm not about kidding. anything. Because they would get mad. We had to lock them out of the studio once. They were really pissed. Because we knew they would force us to shut the show down. And I remember this particular episode, but we had Ted lock the uh, door to the studio. They just couldn't get in. Yeah. And basically, for four hours, mm-hmm. they're like screaming at us. We just figured we get, we, we get fired, we get out of there. Yeah. That, that was the idea. <laughs> anyway, so we had a ton of guests. We typically would have two to three guests per day mm-hmm. uh, on our show. And it was anything from people pushing their stuff. I think some of the things I read on here were J.J. Uh, Walker. We still have that one from uh, Good Times. He sucked. He did suck. He oh. did. Not only did he suck, but here's the thing about J.J. Walker. The only thing you know him from, aside from dating and culture. I was going to say, that is a bizarre one. cannot wrap my head. Well, I think she likes you know. But, uh. He was on Good Times, and his, his catchphrase was dynamite, right? That's what he said. Mm-hmm. That, it's like Fonzie saying, hey, all right. So his publicist person, whoever the hell it is you talk to, the difficult people before you talk to the guest, said, hey, the one thing you can't do with him or bring up or talk about is him saying dynamite. And in our minds, we're like, there's nothing else to talk to him about. Right. But he's there promoting right. a book, and the name of the book was something like dynamite. Mm-hmm. Really? So we, we, depending on what people were doing, we would take them and and, and believe me, when you found somebody who you thought, hey, this is going to be a great interview, it typically turned out that it wasn't the greatest interview in the world. And then when you did an interview with somebody who you're like, well, maybe on the fence about it, just maybe your interest isn't all the way in, but you're going to do your research and do the interview anyway. Right. It was one of the funniest things ever. It sure. just depends on who you get, what the day that. is, all, all those things. <laughs> right. Correct. You never know, Vince. Oh, you're going to talk to someone from Motley Crue? Sweet. That would be awesome. You know what I mean? When we weren't really, we get those every once in a while. But Joe the, Perry from Aerosmith. Oh, but, he's oh. a legend. Yeah, but we take whoever we could get, you know, like. 
Uh, the black dude from Magnum P.I., the helicopter pilot. Oh, uh, what's his name? He's TC on the show. I cannot remember his actual name. Right. We interviewed that guy, and he's he was only great. known as the black guy, guy from, from Magnum P.I. But a great interview. But he was awesome. <laughs> he, you know, he's like, hey, man, he was friendly as hell. Come out and see me sometime in California, whatever, you know, wherever the hell it was. Roger Mosley? Roger, Roger Mosley, yes. Yeah. Uh, AKA Stacey, the uh, black guy. What else did Magnum P.I.? I had, uh, we interviewed Bradshaw from the WWE. But he was doing uh, financial stuff at this time. Yeah, he was. I think he still does some of that. He rolled in. I mean, it's Bradshaw. But Mm -hmm. when he came into the studio, first of all, the man is a giant. But he's wearing like a three-piece suit. I mean, and he he was starting down his financial path. But you knew him from WWE, which is one thing. But when we interviewed him, like during the break, this guy's dropping financial knowledge where we're like, oh my God. He I mean, knows you, stuff. Would, you would know, you would have who, no who idea. Who was the other wrestler we had? I just mentioned other than. Uh, we had Macho Man come in. Macho Man, but what, was, was it awesome. Booker T? Was he on? Not Booker. Uh, yeah, I think it was Booker T. I think it was T. Booker T we had on. Who but he, but Stacey is not Keech. much different uh, in yeah. person. Stacy Keach, who's a famous actor back in the day. But then we get these every once in a while, like, okay, for an example, we're going to play a little bit of this. But this is one of those where you go, okay. Uh, there was a television show growing up that we enjoyed called Land of the Lost. And it was this uh, obviously fictional show about a family that goes on vacation. They're, they're on a doing, rafting trip, Yeah, miles. they're doing a whitewater rafting adventure. All of a sudden, something happens. They go over this waterfall. They fell a 1,000 feet below, Miles. And when they landed, they are in the uh, dinosaur ages. The Land of the Lost. The yes. Land of the Lost. That is now, where they are. They, this family of yeah. three must survive in a... And a cave, right. even though there's dinosaurs and reptile people. Yeah, and keep in mind that uh, they had uh, this uh, little furry thing called Chaka. Mm-hmm. They had uh, either way. There was a movie made sometime later. I think Will Ferrell started. Two thousand nine, I believe. Hopefully, it was. you never watched that. That was horrible. It was terrible. But as a kid, this was a pretty cool show. There was these things called slee stacks. Mm-hmm. We couldn't figure out how people couldn't get away with them because they really couldn't move. <laughs> They're very they, slow. They were immobile. Uh, for the most part, but you had your typical family situation. You had your good-looking teenage kid. You had your good-looking teenage girl. You're like kind of like a Brady Bunch scenario. You, right. know, you, have a, you had a crush on one of the people in the show. I wanted to plow Holly something ragged. So, so Holly was the girl on the show, and we had an opportunity to interview her, and her real name was Kathleen Coleman, because they were coming out with the entire first season of Land of the Lost, on DVD. Now, By the way, quick side note, yeah. that explains why in my garage, in a box, I found the full first season DVDs. Okay. Of- we so got it's it. like a month yeah. ago, because I'm like, why do I have these? But now that you bring it up, like, right, that's So why. as soon as our producer, Eric, says, do you guys want to interview Kathleen Coleman? Who the hell's Kathleen Coleman? She's Holly on Land of the Lost. We're Hell like, yeah. yeah, man. And Steve's like, I'm hot for her. I want to do her as a kid, you know, all this stuff. You know, she was the hot one on the show. We're like, hell yeah, we want to. Want to talk to uh, to Holly from Land of the Lost? So at this point in time, she was pimping the DVD out for the first season, and I want to say she was talking about writing a book, and we were trying to pry all kinds of stuff out of her. Just keep in mind, the last time anyone had 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 seen her any interaction, she was still Holly, a twelve year old girl. A Land of Lost. So in your mind, and look, she's a grown ass woman now, but in your mind, it's still sweet little Holly. From right. Land of the Lost. And, then, and, and one thing you should also know about us, uh, before we went on the air back then, and th- this interview is probably 17, 18 years old, uh, we would do helium before <laughs> we went on the air. So let's go back in time and uh, listen to a little piece of uh, an interview with, with ha- uh, Kathleen Coleman talking about, eventually, uh, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, I believe. How life has changed yes. for sweet, sweet little Holly. Holly, yes. Go ahead. 
Now, wait a minute. What Hollywood people have you hooked up with? We just want to know one good one. Like, did Adam Rich ever hit on you drunk in a bar? <laughs> you know, anybody like that? It's very funny that you bring up Adam. He used to live with us. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. What, what, what circumstance was that? How did that work out? <laughs> did Dick Van Dyke kick him out of the house? What happened? <laughs> no, my sister was his legal guardian. Really? Yeah. Did you get a haircut for that when kid? He was, when he was doing eight is enough. Right. But I, I still am in contact with Adam. We're, you know, he used to have a crush on me when we were little. Hey, screw him. I got the crush. Yeah, I'll take him out. <laughs> get, in, get in line, would you please? So, Holly, did you ever date a, a Hollywood type back in the day or anything? Uh, yeah, a couple of them. Oh, yeah? Oh, come on, spill them. the dirt. Come on, spill the dirt. Uh, I'm telling you, I have a one hell of a story to tell you if you write, read my book. Oh, you're not keeping About the tease on the book, are you? Chamberlain. Oh, no, no, no. I got a great Wilt Chamberlain story. You and Wilt what? Chamberlain. Yeah. Were you one of the 10,000? Not even. Not even. <laughs> my story's better. What do you mean it's better? It is. I'm telling you. It's oh, better. come on. Listen, you give us the beans on this. Your book's going to fly Holly off the shelf. <laughs> Coleman, come on. Why did they call him the stilt? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but all I can tell you is if you can imagine me driving my Toyota station wagon and Wilt Chamberlain in my back seat. Uh-oh. Can you imagine that man? He was like, what was he, 7'2 or something? Something like that. The question, though, is was anyone else in the back seat with him? Uh, no, he was actually all by himself with his little friend. With his little, little friend. friend? Yes. Get Ooh. my drift? Oh! Wow. What? How did that work what, what out? Were you, what, were you a taxi driver for a while? <laughs> Driving a limo there, Daddy? He, he lost. He actually lost a bet with me, and we were going out for breakfast together and with a, another girlfriend of mine, and he was in the back seat, and he started getting frisky. Now, wait a minute. So the bet was whoever lost the bet had to go in the back of the car and take <laughs> care of themselves? No, the bet was because he said that more people knew who he was than, than knew who I was. So we started asking people, and whoever won, uh, or whoever lost, had to take the other person out for breakfast. So he wound up losing, and he took me out to breakfast, and, and he didn't have a car because he came in a taxi or whatever. So he had to, we had to fold him into my back seat, and then he found a, a, a composite of me, a picture of me in a bikini. Ooh. Then he started doing funny business. Oh, my. You must have looked fantastic in the bikini there, Holly. Well, no wonder you've been divorced so I many times. I can't believe I told you that. That's hey, okay, man. You got no idea the thoughts going through my mind right now. Hey, uh, oh, my God. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Hey, Kathy, how how hard was it for you to divorce your second husband if if, if they were your, uh, if you know that his parents were your, basically your second family? I mean, I, that couldn't have been very easy, huh? That was my first husband, actually. Okay, your first husband, yeah. Yes. And they uh, actually, uh, that was when I was like 23 years old, and... I just recently lost them, and they have always been like my parents. Even though I was divorced from their son, I was probably closer to them than he was. Wow. Do, do, uh, you, and you have two boys, right? Correct. And how old are they now? Are they in their teens? 21 and 23. So Christopher you, and Alfonso. 21 and 23. Dude, yeah. you are, I mean, I you're a... I started really young. Yeah, you're able like, to... Don't, like, look at me like I've got a crutch and all that. Well, no, man, I, yeah. you know, I get the feeling I wish I'd known you a couple years ago, so, huh? So, Kathy, <laughs> you're, you're a young, hip mom with two kids who are college age. You, you come home one day, they're home from school, whatever, and they got a big hookah in the middle of the living room, and a couple of their boys are there, and, and they're smoking that fine California bud. 
and you say, move over. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> All right. Go, but I knew it. You're a hip mom, aren't you? <laughs> Knocking down the margaritas. God almighty. <laughs> Little Holly from Land of the Law. Yeah, Will tell Chamberlain's me. in the back seat tell masturbating tell me about to my divorcers. bikini picture. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the hell's wrong with us? Man? We just didn't care. I know. At all. <laughs> Listen to that. I'm just like, oh, my God. What are we going to have to bleep out of this? This is freaking terrible. Times well, have changed. Yes, yes, they have. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's yeah we used to get in trouble a lot. Mm-hmm. I think the most trouble we ever got in. Sunset Thomas. No, I think, to be honest with you, Sunset Thomas was the one that was, uh, it was bad because. <laughs> yeah, it's it, a little it was, bad. It was bad because things probably happened that maybe shouldn't have. Theater of the mind. Right. I mean, I'll never, I'll, there's a reason I don't really eat bananas anymore. <laughs> it kind of started from that experience. Because Steve ate the part that was sticking out. Yeah. I ate the part that was in there. Anyway. She was impressed. Uh, so All the boss said to us after that, the first words out of his mouth, we finished the interview, he called us in the office. We think we've done a bang-up job. We crashed mm-hmm. the website to the station. Uh, so we walk into the boss's office, closes the door, looks at us, goes, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> so, but one day, I can't remember what it was. It was like, there was, a, there was a new website, I think it was like things that white people like or Whatever it was, we we were it's, it's always tongue in cheek. But we decided that day that our question of the day was going to be, "Why do you hate white people?" <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was always just like people were calling up because yoga. It wasn't like you know, like there was. And nothing, it was all white people that called. Yeah, there was nothing malicious. Like casseroles. It was nothing malicious. My mom makes casseroles. I hate it. You know right. what I mean? Like, and it was it, it was the show was going great. There was nothing wrong with it. It was obviously very tongue in cheek. And then our boss rolls in about forty five minutes into the question and goes. Hey guys, we just got a call from the NAACP. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. And they are they are complaining about your show and about the fact that you are promoting hate. And we're like, we're not promoting hate. It's a joke. It's tongue in cheek. Yeah, what are you we're saying about stuff people? like you know people use the backboard and people pass the ball off. <laughs> yeah, assist. assist leaders, you know stuff like that. This is just jokes. You know what I mean? Like kickers. You get it, right? But uh, no, they didn't. That's right. I forgot the NAACP. We're like, what the? F- why they, they give a sh- crap? Yeah. You know, like, come on. Man. Say what he hate about black people. Say what he hate about white people. Right. Just, Tell them to call. Yeah, we had all kinds <laughs> of stuff. You know, like Rick Astley probably back then. There was all kinds <laughs> of stuff. They hate Anyway, uh, we'll dig up some more of these and play it back for you if we can find them and they're actually uh, not too uh, not too blue. So to speak. <laughs> a lot of this stuff is pretty bad. Talking about now the cancel culture is just like Jesus Christ. I know. We put this stuff out like who did that? Where were they? You know, well, it was twenty years ago. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're out of here. There you go on uh, the greatest story never told. You've been listening to the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh man! A double flush production. <laughs>